Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Machines podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm David. That's right. We're all sorry, because today's episode, we're taking a bite of forbidden fruit, and we've been cast out of the garden for it. <laughs> yeah. It's time for an adorable bat. Yep, it's time to get no, a new character in here. No, it's not time for an here. adorable bat. Okay, you guys fine, like new for... characters, right? <laughs> I love teen characters. That's right, teen char- new teen characters, because you know uh, Cheetor is kind of maturing into the leader role, so we need our teenager character. I I admit, as a teenager, I liked teen characters. Mm-hmm. Right, so Fortunately, by the time this series came out, I was like twenty. Yeah. I guess I was, yeah, I was kind of a teenager when I saw this. Um, I I did not care for this teenager. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wanted him to get off my lawn. <laughs> So anyway, this uh, first aired October 16th, 1999, and it was written by Stephen Melching. This is his first episode of uh, Transformers, but he'd go on to write uh, four more episodes of Beast Machines, 12 episodes of Transformers Prime, hmm. uh, four episodes of Robots in Disguise, plus he's a story editor on Robots in Disguise. Hmm. So, I thought uh, that sounded familiar. He's quite prolific. Yeah, he's gotten That's... into lots of Transformers stuff. I suppose he can be forgiven for introducing Night Scream. I mean, it, it wasn't... I'm not going to blame him for this. No, it was, it was... I'm going to give him the, the benefit of assuming it was some sort of editorial edict and not anyone actually wanting this character in here except uh, for Hasbro. In so fact, you're saying was, he was just following and... orders? He was just following orders. In fact, there was some editorial meddling, and we will get to that later in the show. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. But we open with Cheetor, because he knows Kung Fu. Wait, is actually in, before that, is the maximal base in like a Roman amphitheater? It kind of, uh, it, I mean, it's it's you know in Cybertronian ruins, which look, I mean, you know, we we know that there was like an ancient Egypt, yeah, uh, Cybertron where there are a bunch of pyramids. So yeah, this is like the ancient Rome Cybertron. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call it the maximal base. I'd call it where the maximals are squatting today. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yes. they. they until, like, near the end of the season, they are basically hobos. Yes. Robo-hobos. <laughs> also, was it just me, or did they add a voice that says Beast Machines at the end of the opening? Yes, oh, I thought awesome. maybe that was just in my version. Oh, yeah. oh I, I wasn't sure if that was in previous episodes. I, I remember, I heard it, I was like, oh, I guess that was in every episode up till now, I just didn't notice. Okay. No, I was no, pretty I sure it had been, but I wasn't... Like watching from a proper DVD set, so I thought it might be something that was added that you know that was just my version of it. Oh, it, it was on there. But no, that's that's weird. Yeah, I guess maybe for a little continuity with Beast Wars because that always had guys shouting Beast Wars at you in the opening. And or it sounded like the same beasties. guys. Beasties. Yes, they do shout Beasties in the Canadian intro. I think yes. it's the same guys. You can look it up on YouTube. It's so great. I'm sure it's beasties. a guy who worked at Mainframe. <laughs> and it was probably like in the in the accounting department. And but then they also do the the thing with which I think is Gary Chalk doing the commercial voiceovers. Yeah, I think so. Beasties, we're back. Yes. Although I guess Gary Chalk doesn't actually say. Be, but although no wait, because it was Gary Chalk doing the uh, next time on Beasties <laughs> thing with the uh, with the multi-parters. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a Canadian production, so it's really not surprising that they would record both the American and the Canadian little bits like that at the same time. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just marveling that uh, Gary Chalk, you know, an actor of fairly considerable dignity, has had to say, in all seriousness, next time on Beasties. (laughs) (laughs) On the other hand, he's done a Chekhov grade Russian accent for a show, so... 
This yeah. is true. And there was that time that uh, Eric Stoltz turned into a giant bug and killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's only in, uh, so dignified. It's in The Fly 2. Look it up. Or don't, because that movie's terrible. <laughs> it's not He's great. dignified the way John Goodman is dignified. Yeah, yeah I could mm. see that. Dignified, but you know, sometimes there are movies where he fights a ninja. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta pay the bills. Which he then referred to as a nonja. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't actually own that movie on DVD. I need to fix that. I need to watch that. Alright, so yeah, uh, Black Ray and Cheetor are sparring in beast mode. Uh, Primal is mentoring them. It's very Matrix. That's also, very cool. Yeah, how. Great Cheetahs are not made to do martial arts on their I mean, back legs. Are spiders. Well, yeah, no, but, but they're. I mean, he's up on his back legs. It's weird. It's weird to see him fighting in cat mode, in like a a human bipedal stance. Yeah, it's kind of like that gif or that uh, that gif of the cat that's walking on its hind legs and like a Frankenstein monster. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's unsettling. I wonder right. if this was based on some kind of existing kung fu movie fight, because I know oftentimes animated shows will just take a fight from a really good Hong Kong or Japanese movie and then just completely animate over it. Oh, probably. Hmm, yeah. But I think I don't think there's any that have spiders and bipedal animals. No, there is, there is, alas, no crouching spider hidden cheetah. Oh, man, now Aww. I want to find out, actually, what, what style cheetah, Cheetor is using. Is he using tiger style? I, is there a cheetah spider style, style kung fu? Uh, probably not. Maybe she's using monkey. I don't know. Or, oh, well, no, probably primal. snake. That we should say. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so she... Anyways, with Cheetor, this is kind of the first time we've seen that Cheetor is not quite so satisfied with the current state of affairs where he's having to be so zen about everything all the time. Yeah. Also, they are being watched. Yes. Something maybe, lurks. Maybe it's maybe it's some like really cool new character who's gonna show up and be really awesome and will really like them. And who will go on to be in other series? Maybe. <laughs> I'm optimistic. <laughs> anyway, while all this is happening, Rattrap, uh, now cured of the virus, is really trying hard to transform. And it's not happening. No. Poor guy. And he's a little sore about it, so he says that, uh, you know, maybe Primal should have uh, concentrated on saving Rattrap, or on Ry- concentrated on saving Rhinox and Silverbolt. Aww. Rough. That is a low blow. Primal does not take yeah. it well either. He just like makes a sad monkey face and wanders off. Although to be in Rat Trap's defense, he had just not only failed to transform while trying to understand the concept of meditation, but managed to zap himself like a dog with a shock collar. Oh yeah, yeah. that's that was yeah. Rough. He's he's not doing good. And then and Chidor then and they laugh at, him. laugh at him. Yeah. And Primal's did you just call Black Ragnia Tarantulas? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, maybe I did. I also miss Tarantulas. We all miss Tarantulas. Well, we're getting another well, one more comic book of Sins of the Wreckers. We'll be out by the time Man, this what I, comes What out. I want is like a what-if uh, Beast Machines where it's the Predacons that make it. Oh, wow. That'd be weird. So like, you've That'd got Tarantulas communing with the Oracle? <laughs> I can actually see that working in a creepy way. Yeah, that's all up his super creepy alley. Oh, I want to read and or write this what if now. <laughs> yes. But no, IDW, obviously we'd rather have a what if Optimus Prime lived in Transformers the movie. Uh, what if Rodimus was the jerk in the movie and died? Yeah. What if this that conflict was terrible? Wait, I don't even what if, it's true. That's a thing that happened. <laughs> I did like that they stuck a combiner in there with Starscream as the torso. That was I neat. did like the random combiner. Yeah. A- anywho, uh, surprise, there's a bat. Oh, man bat's here. Yay, man bat. We got a Batman crossover. Oh, oh it's oh, a cute it's, little bat. It's <laughs> Kurt Langstrom. <laughs> I, I actually really like the bat design. It is a good bat design, but... Uh, Somehow, despite this just being like a bat, it still looks douchey. <laughs> kind of. 
like, I see this bat and I think, that bat is a jerk. Yeah, it, it, it looks like they, they took <laughs> the man bat from Batman, the animated series, and just sort of tried to make a teen version of that, and he looks like a dork. I mean, he's he's very sort of, he's more humanoid than most bats. He can kind of just wander around on his hind legs. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say this to their credit. I, I criticized during Beast Wars when they would have, like, tarant- or uh, pterosaur flying in a really unrealistic manner, but they do have him sort of properly flap his wings. So yeah, yes. I, I appreciate that. Weird way. Credit for the animation. It was pretty solid in this one. Bats fly weird. So anyway, they, they assume that this is just like a bat that is somehow inexplicably living on Cybertron. Why? Why did they Cybertron? assume that? That's a Who stupid knew there thing any... to assume. Well, Nothing but animals Black on Cybertron. Why kind of calls that out? <laughs> yeah, we get a weird exchange. Uh, Cheetor says, who knew there were any animals left on Cybertron? And Black Rack is all, who knew there were ever, any animals ever on Cybertron? Yeah, <laughs> seriously, guys. Although, Stop being dumb. question, does Cybertron have zoos? Ooh. Could it have escaped from the zoo? Possibly. <laughs> I. That would seem cruel and unusual for cybernetic organisms to keep organic organisms as zoo animals, but you never know. I mean, we keep robots as, like, you know, I mean, not pets exactly, but, you know, I'm complicit in this myself. I just watched uh, BattleBots this past week. Yeah, what we do to... Co- what? It's like, uh, it's like cockfighting for robots. Yeah. Like the, the new Google Wait, robots, new like the four-legged bots? things, they keep pushing over with sticks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah the Boston Dynamics the robots. Cruel those are... and unusual punishment of robots. <laughs> poor abused yeah, robots. But anyway, yeah, they, they brought the BattleBots back. It's on ABC now. Huh. Yes. Ooh. I uh, shamefully enjoy it. Speaking of things I was watching in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they figure that, you know, they want to catch it before Megatron can destroy it. Although, I guess, is it going to be their pet? Are they going to eat it? It's a bet. They're going to make adorable gifts of it. I mean, I guess we know they're not going to eat it, because we refuel on Energon, period. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we're going to have words about that. Yeah. Uh, Stop. So they chase it, and this is a really nice chase scene. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I have one weird question. Mm -hmm. Optimus, when they were fighting in the arena, commented that Cheetor should stay in beast mode. Yeah. And then... I guess also in that scene, I felt like his mystical mumbo jumbo was getting on my nerves. I digress. Uh, I mean, Cheetors too. Yeah. It it felt like uh, when they're running out after the bat, it seems like they reloop Gary Chalk's same line of dialogue where he tells them to stay in beast mode. I think they do. They do yeah. that a couple of times on this show. We definitely get a couple of Gary Chalk yells that are taken from elsewhere. Hmm. So I think that might be the same line. Interesting. But anyway, they, they're, you know, they're chasing him through this, well, I guess it's an abandoned, a, v- a vaguely maze-like abandoned city, and the, the design of it is really neat. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is, but it didn't strike me so much as maze-like as me finally coming to a realization about what felt weird about the Cybertron to me. That it doesn't really seem like there's a sense of space. Hmm. We get a lot of really cool sets but it doesn't seem like any of them actually connect to any of the other ones. Kinda, yeah, I yeah. I can see that. Yeah. And in, in Beast Wars, we always got a really good sense of space and how stuff relates to each other because we had places we were going back to all the time and places that you had to go between to get to those places. Well, there's still even, the even when the Arctic was Arctic. conveniently <laughs> located. Yes. Even um. when the Arctic was conveniently located, you had a feeling for where it was. Yeah, it was yeah, north. Yeah, I, I think we do get a, a better sense of place once the Maximals actually have a permanent base uh, a little later in the series. Yeah, but right now but, uh, it's uh, like until... a lot of rooms just sort of lined up next to each other that don't feel entirely connected together. Yeah, yeah. and again, and in their defense, very cool rooms. Yes, yes. and uh, I also like a bit here where Rat Trap takes a little pride in this bat having survived because it's basically just a rat with wings. <laughs> We rats are survivors. <laughs> oh, that was great. It's camaraderie, man. He was yeah, also they, uh... hoping this would be a character that they liked. <laughs> yes. Hey, Rattrap likes him. Yeah. He's pretty cool, eh, kids? <laughs> like, uh, it's like trying to sell Shia LaBeouf in uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, well, oh. Indiana Jones thinks he's cool. 
Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, this guy is the poochie. Uh, we'll get there. And all uh, those monkeys think he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, mean, I, I think we all know the real star of that movie was uh, Kate Blanchett's communist haircut. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so they, they chase him down. They find, Cheetor finally pins him. Uh, and it turns out it talks. And it's seen Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Maybe that was on the same part of the, the original golden disc with the busy signal from last episode. <laughs> yeah, busy signal, um, Planet of the Apes, as we'll later find out, Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> that that Bud Light commercial? Yes. Here's uh, my reaction notes. Uh, oh, he can talk. Oh, he can talk. <laughs> he can talk. He can talk. He can sing. Uh, <laughs> you may need help me, Doctor Zayas. <laughs> I hate every ape I see, from chimpanzee <laughs> to chimpanzee. Uh, oh, dude! I just want now. I just want to watch a stop the Planet of the Apes. I want to get off. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, he uh, he talks, and he is voiced by Alessandro Giuliani. Uh, you probably best know him as uh, Gata on is it Gata? Gata? Gata, Mister Gata. Yeah. Gata on uh, on Battlestar Galactica. Uh, he was on Smallville. He was Kid Icarus in Captain N. Yeah, he, uh, I think he sing. Yeah. Oh, he he oh, does wow. sing. Like in one episode of Battlestar Galactica, he's actually singing it. Oh, he has a beautiful singing voice. It's it's a shame he voices this. Thing. Well, if you if, if you if you feel if you don't feel so great about him now, I would recommend uh, watching that most recent uh, X Files miniseries. Are you uh, there is an episode where he shows up in the cold open and gets torn in half by a garbage golem. Aww, oh, poor guy! I, I didn't realize like a, that was him. It's like a wishbone. Wish, wish, but the dog? Uh, oh. No, no. Thankfully, that did not happen to Wishbone the dog. <laughs> Oh, that, that that would be a dark ending to that show. Yeah, yeah. well. He's the voice of L in the English dub of Death Note. Yeah. Oh, boy. So I think at this point we can sort of talk about the inspiration for this character. As I guess Bob Skier's original plan was that this character would be female and would be like a Newt from Aliens. But would she actually be wow. a Newt? Because that would be pretty cool. I mean, that would be great. <laughs> that would be meta as hell. Yes. <laughs> But Hasbro said no. And Hasbro. so instead, they went with a character inspired by John Connor from Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Uh, so instead and of being okay. a quiet I, girl who barely talks and is really spunky and inventive and manages to survive everything, we got a wise, cracking, back-talking, pain-in-the-ass teenager. She's not my mother, Todd! With a ridiculous forelock. Oh. Yeah, we'll get to that forelock. Not yet. I mean, I think, um. I think we can all agree that Terminator 2 Judgment Day is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we can also agree that Edward Furlong is kind of the worst part of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and this is like if he was three years older and super emo. Uh, and also he looked really dumb. But, <laughs> but thankfully, b- before we can get too much into this character, we get interrupted by Jetstorm. Look at what we have break. here. And it's an unlawful assembly. I'm afraid I'm going to have to take you boys downtown in pieces. Oh, thank you, Jetstorm. <laughs> and Jetstorm. I think this is the first time we see a Viacon commanding a squad of drones. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it is. Huh. They have buddies now. I mean, it makes sense that since he had the drones, we wouldn't just be getting the individual vehicons. Yeah, yeah. that it's taken three episodes for them to be doing what they were brought out to do in the first place. Okay. Well, well, it's yes. a very uh, serial show, so, yeah. you know, it happens. Yeah, because, in fact, uh, Primal even refers to the epi- the events of the uh, previous episode when he talks, Rattrap, tells Rattrap that, you know, it's a bad idea to take shortcuts. In fact, I think almost every episode has referenced the events of the previous episode. Yeah. So don't make this your first episode. <laughs> no. 
different. Don't make any episode your first episode. Well, I mean, you can make the first, the first episode, episode your first episode. episode. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, Jetstorm and the Aerodrones attack. This is another good fight scene. Uh, Rattrap has to hide, of course. Poor guy. Uh, Maximals have... Uh, they, they retreat, but... Jetstorm dis- deploys the hockey puck of doom. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why does he have that? Why is it a hockey puck? Why is he only is this a Canadian one thing? Maybe it's Canadian. It, it it just it seems that he, okay. Is it tracking them? Yes. Why does it go past them? Who knows? Why does it turn around and come back? Who knows? It's a very weird scene. Yeah, but anyway, apparently uh, the bat's sonic scream disrupts it. So, because it goes back and uh, blows up, uh, blowing up uh, Jetstorm. For some reason, yes. It's it looks like it's about to find the Maximals, and then the bat just screeches at it. And it's like, oh god, no, my ears, nope, nope, nope. I'm gonna keep looking <laughs> elsewhere. I I do really nope like so. the shot of when it, it's zipping back towards the aerodrones and Jetstorm. Where all the Maximals just lean to one side, looking at it go around a corner. It's, it's just <laughs> such oh, a yeah. short little yeah. shot. It's like, uh, there it goes. And also, apparently, due to the scream, the aerodrones start shooting each other. Yeah. And so Jetstorm has to retreat. But yes. uh, right after he was complaining about having to work with Viacon drones. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. And so apparently his voice is his weapon, which means there's nothing he can do that's not obnoxious when he opens his mouth. Yep. <laughs> it is at least entirely appropriate. All right, so the they've teamed up with this bat who claims to be a Maximal, and uh, he explains what the deal is. And we get a flashback. He does Everything. give Optimus one bit of sass that I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Optimus says, what's your name, son? And he's just... I'm not your son. I'm not related to you. What the hell? <laughs> She's not yeah. my mother, Todd. Primal is getting a little chummy there. Insert, insert stolen credit card. He also <laughs> mentions he thought the Matrix was just a myth. And then I I know it's inaccurate, but I kind of wanted Optimus to just offhandedly comment, I had it in my chest once. <laughs> <laughs> Held it in my monkey paws. Yeah. Back when I was huge and also mostly orange. <laughs> Anyway, long story. What's your deal, kid? So we get a little uh, we get a little pre Beast Machine Cybertron. There are some uh, generics wandering around, and I always Yay. appreciate uh, generics. Yeah, yeah, it's cool seeing the streets populated. Barely. Yeah, populated, even if they're kind uh, of low polygon populated. Yeah, yeah. it looks a little. Yeah. The walk cycles are a bit strange. Cheaper and and yeah, they no, we're, have gimpy walks. It's weird. We're just walking along identically. Oh, and hey, it's Red Soundwave. Yes. <laughs> and then we see blue sound wave later. Yes. Yeah. All sorts of sound waves. I guess they had that model from the agenda and they kind of used it because it's kind of a generic boxy Is it actually robot. the same model? Yeah. It looks kind of different. Or the, Either it's a different model or the textures on it are different because it looks weird. Besides just... I assume it's going to be textured. Yeah. Might be just based on the same rigging and be a slightly different model too. Yeah. So yeah, the... Apparently everything was going fine on Cybertron, and then a uh, transformation virus hit everybody, and then Viacon started showing up to take a, to grab the survivors. Yeah, and so despite the protection, oh sorry, th- there's a nice thing like when everybody when it's the flashback and everybody's walking around, it's a bright sunny sky. Then the virus comes and it's nothing but dark, which is all we've seen on Cybertron since. There's no light on the surface. Nope. So did they yeah. used to have a sun? I mean, I guess it's only it's only sunny out when things are good. Things are bad. Yeah. It's nighttime all the time. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. That's uh, I I don't think that's how. Uh, I guess what would that count as? Astrology, astronomy. I don't think that's how uh, astronomy works. Well, no. Uh, it's it's the whole you know it was a dark and stormy night thing. Oh. Plus, daytime Cybertron is weird, because whenever we saw it in uh, Generation 1, it was always night there, too. Yeah, they they didn't seem to actually have a sun. Well, they don't... No. I think that was once said explicitly that they didn't have a sun. No, it was like a rogue planet So where did the point, sun come from? Also, like, I don't think Cybertron actually has an atmosphere, even though, like, 
people would show up. Humans would show up on it a couple times in G1, but with now an atmosphere, you just see space and blackness. So kind of makes sense, but it's still weird. Who knows? So, yeah... Yeah, this happened. Uh, Proto, you know, this this kid uh, tried to hide behind sound, the regular sound wave. <laughs> Is it regular? But sound he wave? ended up f- really. I mean, it's, I thought- bl- it's sound wave, and he's blue. It looks like sound wave. It might be sound I wave. Guess, I don't know. Is Night Scream actually Rumble and or Frenzy? <laughs> I thought he I mean, looked like Beachcomber. Rumble does have, or Frenzy does have like sonic powers. Yeah, yeah. and would be hiding behind sound wave. Uh, but on the other hand, he doesn't sound like uh, Frank Welker imitating a sweat hog. <laughs> no, but, like, yeah. in my notes, I, I just call that Mama Soundwave and uh, Night Scream is hiding behind it. But for some Aww. reason, in my memory before watching this episode, I'd remembered that Night Scream's pre-Beast robot mode looked like Frenzy or Rumble, but it isn't quite. I don't know why I have that memory of that, though. Like, from what we saw, especially when he was plummeting into the planet Cybertron, as we're going to get to in a bit, I thought he looked a lot like Beachcomber. He does look like Beachcomber. Oh. He's definitely got the colors. So yeah, he uh, he f- he fell into a pit, and then he just woke up, and he was a bat. I hate it when that happens. So well, he, he has to choose to become one. Usually when inspired by one bursting through an open window. Yeah. <laughs> yes, father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it shouldn't be Mama Sandwich, like, it should be Papa Sandwich. Like. Bad <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think uh, Soundwave could, you know, I mean, that voice is kind of, uh, you know, genderless. And uh, he's constantly giving birth to, like, you know, a bunch of cats and uh, birds and dinosaurs. That's a good point. I'll allow it. In fact, once uh, it was a bat. Hmm. No, this guy can't be Ratbat. Ratbat is way cooler. <laughs> it's true. Ratbat Rat is an accountant and is way cooler than... Uh, than this guy. Yeah, there's no yeah. way this could kid ever could have led the Decepticons in a fuel economic <laughs> way. Yeah. So anyway, he finishes his story and he takes them uh, down to his bat cave, and uh, there's a tree <laughs> in it. Trees, an on organic Cybertron? tree. What? Yes. Hey, it's Yggdrasil. <laughs> well. I mean, this tree might be magic. We'll find out. It it does kind of have some uh. Between that and and what we find out about it immediately after, it does have some very JRPG elements going here. Yeah. The the magic healing fruit. Yes, because, yeah, he hasn't been able to get any energon because he's a a bat. So he's just been eating the fruit from this tree. I kind of wonder if Cheetor's horrible line of just, we fuel up on energon, period, is, like, reflexive at the idea of eating the food, but... Actually, he, like, if he'd stopped and thought about it, it was like, when's the last time we fueled up? Have we done that since we actually got here? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Okay. We haven't seen them. I mean, I assume it. they're, like, tapping the power lines or something, but that would have been nice if we'd had an explanation. Yeah, and that would have been something maybe Megatron could attract to find them, keep them in danger. But, like, that they're only subsisting on Energon. Does nobody remember the Grey Apples? I know. The gray I guess the right or that time pterosaur ate an eagle. The bees. Or that time Dinobot ate fake Dinobot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or that was... time Tarantulas was constantly just eating things, sometimes to be, people. To be fair, have we ever seen Cheetor eat anything? Because maybe Cheetor just has an aversion to eating things. That's. Well, that I, mean, like, I guess he would have to eat as a cheetah. He'd have to eat like meat, which would yeah. be gross. Yeah. Whereas no one else has. You know, the the others, we've seen them eat stuff, but maybe he just specifically has some aversion to it, and that's why he's so freaked out by yeah, it. I don't think we know. Well, I don't I think mean, he he's just using the royal we. Yeah. yeah. Did we ever see Primal eating anything on Beast Wars? Bananas. Oh, he did eat yes. bananas? Do we see him eating? I think we Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, yeah, there was at the end of one episode when they were chilling out, he was eating. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, fact, we, guess, know, we know they've eaten food. Yeah. But, no, he's he's against it, but everybody else is okay with eating this. And he's, not though, against, he's not just against it, he's, like, super paranoid about yeah. it. Oh, yeah, and he also thinks that uh, maybe Night's Great, or that maybe this bat is working for Megatron. He seems, like, morally against it. But, yes, he's yeah. also convinced that this bat is working for Megatron. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. At least in this case. 
Cheetor is kind of <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but everybody else decides to eat it as it may help their organic components. And we are treated to a bunch of gross eating noises. It's yeah. pretty bad. Also, maybe they should have stopped and reconsidered after they saw eating it made his eyes glow. Yeah. That's a little weird, yeah. And he did seem to imply that it was like healing fruit, which is again why it seemed like a JRPG thing. And they do kind of look like, you know, computer fruit. They're not quite anything. Eh, they're kind of dragon fruity, aren't they? Yeah, yeah sort they're of like, kind of dragon like a, just a really bright gourd thing. They're potion fruit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that Cheetor is the only one who's actually seen the episode title. Because this fruit is forbidden. <laughs> yep. True. Forbidden. Yes, welcome to the land of the lotus eaters. So yeah, we get all these gross eating noises. I assume they just took some, like, cobs of corn into the studios and told Gary Chuck to go to town. It's it's just so loud. It, it almost has to be a stock sound. It's just so... Yeah, loud, I mean, it is very loud. Speaking of Gary Chalk, I really miss his and and stock sounds. I really miss his monkey sounds. Yeah, because they yes. use stock yeah, animal noises here, which is yeah. weird. It's weird that they use the stock, just one hundred and one thousand stock sound effects version of monkey chattering. <laughs> yeah, because once everybody starts eating these, uh, primal. Instantly devolves into caveman speak, <laughs> and everybody else seems to go totally nonverbal. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he should have started flinging poo at that well, point. Except for the bat. Well, he was pretty nonverbal too, and he was nonverbal, and his eyes started glowing again when he was uh, watching them back when they were at the uh, Colosseum. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think oh, yeah. the reason he was flapping around and refused to talk was because he had just eaten some and had gone slightly feral again. Well, I think the implication is that uh, it's affecting him differently because he's not, you know, techno-organic. He's just Mm. a regular Beast War-type robot animal. Yeah, he's he's mechanical on the inside and organic on the outside, and everybody else is a mix of weirdness. So it only affects him as much as, say, that gray apple-affected rat trap. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I forgot to mention here that uh, Knight's, that the bat gets in a sick burn on rat trap as he was uh, trying... You know, he, he can't transform. He's just stuck as a bat. And so he was hoping that watching the Maximals would help him remember. But uh, specifically rat trap, but uh, like that would ever happen. Oh. <laughs> Everybody is just such a dick to rat trap. He no is. wonder the next episode happens. Yeah. So yeah, everybody's animaling out. Uh, Cheetor is unhappy. He, he yells at Night Scream a little, which is or, uh, the bat. I keep the bat has a name. The bat is Night. We've been calling him Night Scream this whole episode. We're trying yeah. not to spoil too much, but it's hard with names. We have to call. Uh, yes. I want to call him. Oh no, a bet. Flip flip. <laughs> Uh, oh no, the bat. Uh, so yeah, they're trying to take their uh, their fruit away. It's not working. And so Cheetor just has to... Oh well, anyway. He kind of storms off first, doesn't he? Yeah, he kind of storms off. And uh, also Jetstorm is back. Yay! Yeah. Sees him before Jetstorm sees him, so Cheetor is like... Oh, man, someone around here has to be the responsible one. We just got our replacement Cheetor in the mail, so... <laughs> yeah. Cheetor is the yeah, responsible Cheetor one. Yeah, Cheetor saying that someone's going to be the responsible one. Jeez. <laughs> Time for me to stop being Hot Rod and start being Rodimus Prime. Yeah. Yay. So, but they, they can't get the, the fruit away, so out of desperation, Cheetor transforms into robot mode and... Completely destroys this tree by cutting its root. Yeah, that is kind of. Yeah, it's got like mangrove roots, so they're sort of, you know, the trunk isn't really all one mass until it's a little bit off the ground. So yeah, yeah. yeah so so good job, Cheetor. You have killed the only tree on the planet, as far as you're aware. And it it doesn't just it dies immediately and then disintegrates. Cheetor yeah. brand does most of the fruit. Plants did. Yeah, this thing was uh, magic. Yeah, this is definitely a JRPG room. You cannot convince me otherwise. 
This is some Seeker of Mana stuff. <laughs> yes. And so this, in addition to destroying all the fruit, I guess destroys all the fruit that the Maximals have eaten because they're now okay. Yeah, that's... Somehow, magically. Uh, it counteracts what's already in their stomachs that... You'd think it'd take at least a little bit longer to wear off than instantly after the tree disintegrates itself. It's, it's apparently so, magic. And also it's this episode is to yourself, like it's just a tree, minutes. you should really just relax. <laughs> <laughs> And also, and also, yeah, and anyway, Night Scream is quite distraught because this now means that he's going to starve to death, which, uh, Let him die! I'm kind of okay with that. Thanks, Cheetor. <laughs> Let yeah. him die. Cheetor, whatever you make a mistake on next, it's okay with us. <laughs> next one doesn't count. <laughs> but, I mean, fortunately, he's not going to have to worry about starving to death because Jetstorm just shoots him. Yeah. And so Optus Primal has to save him by reformatting him, which is, I guess, a thing he can do now. Apparently. This is a thing you can do. You, you know you can do, Primal, and why do we have to do it now? And do you really have to do it? I mean, do we need this extra character? He gives him teal accents. He has to give him... Yeah. It's, it's actually... it's And especially because the way the series started, it's, it's worth noting that his... Uh, reformatted bat form is really just the same bat form he had before with a nicer texture. Yes. And some added tech greeblies. Yeah. Yes. But they hadn't, like, you know, created an entirely new model just for his pre-reformatted bat mode. Yeah, he even, like, the bat elbows already have, like, a weird texture thing that he'll have in a robot bat version. Yeah. So yeah, he, he emerges techno-organic, and then, much to Rat Trap's dismay, he can immediately transform. Not just Rat Traps. I think everyone's dismay. But I, I, yeah, because we gotta talk about this robot mode. Worst <laughs> robot ever! Oh, he's... Okay, so much like, uh... He kind of has John Connor's hair from Terminator 2. And face. A haircut that was ugly then, and was seven years out of date at this point. Yeah, it's just a big, like, hunk of forelock that just, this big hunk of, like, uh, now I'm blanking out on the word, bangs hair, just, like, yeah. hanging down, so except since it's CG, it's just all one mass. And his face is hideous. His nose is on his forehead. He's got giant eyes. Anime uh, eyes. He's got kind of a hunchback. He has huge hands, and his bat wings end up as, like, Namor wings <laughs> on his, on his ankles. ankles. Only really big, like, half the size of his actual bat wings. It's There's nothing about this design, except maybe the teal accents. Teal's a nice color that I like. It's I do like the teal. Bad. Uh, and I'm okay with him having big monster hands. Yeah, I guess, but... But he just looks horrible. Uh, I'm... I'm not entirely opposed to it. I think it's at least interesting. And I can't stop looking at his head and seeing it as, what if Rasputin from Psychonauts was totally emo because it's got the same <laughs> weird, squished oh, box Yeah, it does have it. The, like, the, the eyes are to the side. and it's really Eyes are in the same face. place yeah. and kind of the same weird, overly round proportion. To but with the just, nose and the horrible hair, it, it just does not. And a hunchback, it just doesn't work. No. And he's kind of got like a little nub on his hunchback. That yeah, because produces sonic screams. Yeah, so he has to lean forward to shoot sound out of his back when he's a bat who can scream. Why? Just shoot it out of your mouth. And he can also drain energy. He also drains energy from Jetstorm, which thankfully we don't really see the mechanism very well in this episode. Yeah, we'll Do we want to talk about that or not until we actually see it. Let's save that until we. I see don't it, remember it well enough. Oh, it's... I remember it. I it's was, unpleasant. I was so glad I didn't see it in this episode. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, as as per as is par for the course in a character introduction episode, he single-handedly defeats the uh, Viacons. Yeah. I never saw that as his nose before. I get that it is supposed to be, like, a bat nose. Yeah, it's a bat nose. I, my brain just sees it as, like, Star Trek forehead alien detailing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah... No, it's it's a weird bat pig nose thing. I don't like it. Yeah, it's... And plus, you know, he's eating fruit. He's got, like, a, a, a fruit bat head. But then he's also draining energy. You gotta be one kind of bat, Night Scream. Pick a side. There's a <laughs> war on. 
Well, fruit bats have long snouts, and he has kind of a well, a mid-length snout. So ooh. he's eating fruit in this episode. He's a fruit bat. I'm sure there are omnivorous bats. I don't no. think so. It's either Probably blood, not. fruit, or bugs, bugs, or sometimes other bats. Yeah. Those are really big bats. Oh. That's gross. That does not they, sound they like something I saw an adorable gif of on Tumblr at all. Probably not. That would be gross. So this has taken a lot out of Primal. So he is basically immobile. But before he lapses into a coma, he appoints Cheetor as the leader of the Maximals. Promotions! Yay. Also, somehow, Cheetor knows it's going to take a lot out of him and protests, which also, I think that gives you two free ones, Cheetor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, although this totally fits with uh, Jen's fanfic, if he had previously reformatted uh, the uh, Trinity from the Matrix moth character. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> well, they, they had another leader who was who was reformatting them, because because remember last time off, off uh, mic... I said that their whole purpose was to sacrifice themselves opening up the crash shuttle for the other Maximals. Oh, right. Because when I say that this is dark, this is like something I would write, I mean it. <laughs> uh, but in in what in a dark development for this show, uh, this bat decides to join the team, and he introduces himself as Night Scream. Which is yeah. a cooler name than he deserves. Finally says his name <laughs> yeah. in the episode. Is, uh... And also they take Optimus Primal away on a web stretcher, which I kind of like. <laughs> <Yeah>. The web <laughs> stretcher was super cool. Also, I liked that after Night Scream beat Jetstorm on all the jet drones, Jetstorm was just despondent as the drones dragged him off. Yes. <laughs> like being super melodramatic. And to be fair, I would too if I'd been beaten by Night Scream. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that thing. Especially if I'm as vain as Jetstorm. Yeah. I'm physical, mechanical perfection, and he is a some, hideous conglomeration of bat parts. Some ugly thing. Silverbolt, save me from that ugly creature. <laughs> uh, but hey, Stinger, there's a there's one fruit left, and it's putting down roots into what looks like dirt. <gasps> dun, it's dun, the dun, seed dun. of the future, burying itself in the past. Wait, I... Huh? Well, dirt is made of the past in that it's made up of, you know, rock and. Yeah, but. Okay, other so if things. there's dirt on Cybertron, that means there are earthworms on Cyber- Cybertron worms? What? Ooh. I like this idea. Yeah. So, yeah, that is. That is forbidden fruit. I think the moral of this episode is that fruit is bad for you and you shouldn't eat it. <laughs> yes. I, I can get along with this. And. Uh, oof. Night Scream. Oh. The worst? <laughs> yeah, he's he's pretty bad. Yep. I mean, I, I'm not entirely sure I agree on how horrible the robot mode is. I kind of like it better than I like rat traps, but... Uh, uh, there are bits of it. I, it, it. The face and the hunchback, just, they're worse to me than rat trap. Although, rat trap, at least we've known before, and it's just his worst robot mode. I mean, and the problem yeah. is this kind of combines with his personality. Yeah. 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 He is very unfortunately pre-kicker. Yeah, he he is <laughs> cool with a K, an E, a W, and, and a an W. L. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah he's a little tryhard. He's, he is, uh, he is more than meets the eye Rodimus to Cheetor's hot shot. <laughs> Cheetor is at least that, like, derpy kind of teenager, whereas he's like the the jerk kind of teenager. Yeah. Right. Well, Cheater was a jerk. All Night Scream wanted was a Pepsi, and you wouldn't give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, the thing is, there were there were times when Cheetor was a teenage jerk, like that time he went through puberty, but Night Scream starts off, like, he starts off with a serious attitude to begin with, like, these are the first people you've seen on Cybertron since everyone else died, and you're an asshole to them. That's he's just so grating. Yeah, is the word I'd use. I don't. Yeah, his voice. I mean, actually... we, they're they're. You go. Oh, oh, anyway, I was just want to say, you know, there are heroic characters who are unpleasant in on other Transformer shows, like uh, like Sentinel Prime in animated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And that's fine because they're unpleasant in entertaining ways. Yes. I mean, again, more than meets the Hieronymus, for instance. Yes. Yeah, but or, Night Scream you know, is like... Whirl, or a lot of characters from More Than Meets the Eye. <laughs> I love all of them. N- Night Scream is babies. somehow less than the sum of his parts. Like, he's a bat. I like bats. I should like that. His voice, his voice actor is really good, even though he's affecting kind of a jerk teenager attitude. But it's just, he talks so much. I don't like his robot mode, his attitude. It's all together. Oh, I just hate Night Scream. Yeah, everything about him is bad. I'm about to tell you, it could have been worse. Uh, And I quote from the the wiki here. In the jovial Japanese dub of Beat Machines, most of the characters underwent major changes to ratchet up the satirical comedy. Night Scream was turned into a flaming homosexual. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, And it's Japan, and they're, like, not good with homosexuality. So. Uh, let's see. Like all characters in the dub, he had his own vocal tick, a habit of chanting and repeating foo, which was the catchphrase of Japanese comedian Masaki Subatani while, when performing his hard gay persona, which was popular in the early aughts. Damn it, hard gay! Night Scream also became obsessed with fashion and style, making various comments like an effeminate preening fashionista, and his uh. pet name for Rat Trap was Auntie. Oh, no. uh, was Jetstorm not enough? <laughs> uh, yeah, Japan is really not good with that kind of stuff. Hey, cat. No, that's uh, damn it, hard gay. Oh. Ooh, that sounds even worse. But even in the English version, I can't believe they thought the best way to ingratiate their brand new kid appeal character to fans and kids who've been watching this for... This is the fourth season! Yeah. yeah, yeah. By immediately responding to the characters that have been around for all four of those seasons, and going, Hey, you guys are assholes! I don't trust you! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, You're all dumb, I hate you. He is part of the reason where um, my feelings about this show, allegiances change in my mind as we go along. He's like, oh, uh, maybe the Maximals are assholes who deserve to be destroyed. <laughs> maybe I remembered that right all along. <laughs> maybe I would. Maybe I do want to have my spark extracted rather than spend one more minute with an ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I long think of for a... the quiet bliss of living in a can on Megatron's floor. I did think of a headcanon explanation for why Jetstorm might want to have his spark extracted. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. How can he look at himself from inside his body? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, he can take his spark out and float it in his hand. So but Can he Apparently. see that way, though? I don't... I don't know. We're never quite sure what a spark can do. They're kind of magic. Yeah, yeah uh, that's never really been very guess, well established. I guess an alternate way of putting that would be he has he doesn't want to put more miles on this beautiful vehicle than he has to. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. All right, so that is that is forbidden fruit, and there is only more night scream to come. Uh, <laughs> well, no. I guess it's time to move on to Armada. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh. No, no, we will be back next week with, uh, it's, it's a rat trap heavy episode, but Night Scream is still in it. Aww. Yeah, I, mm. I love rat trap. I, I'm sure it? we will have words. Possibly we are going to have can. many words on the weak component, because that's, that was controversial then. It's probably controversial now. Or so. We may differ on it. Yeah, I I could see it possibly be being even problematic now in ways I might not have understood at the time, but we'll get there. Yeah, but until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter at at @stasispod. We're on Tumblr at tumblr.com or stasispod.tumblr.com, and we're on Facebook at facebook.com/stasispod. And we are hosted by iaconunderground.net. Uh, we also have a Patreon set up for this podcast and for our news podcast, Icon Underground Radio, to help keep us ad-free and to help keep us running. 
that is at patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. And you can also find us on iTunes and on Google Play. And while you're there, rate and review us. So that... So now I... <laughs> We're just done. Yeah, we are... Yeah. We're all just going to go home. <laughs> the one-two punch of Forbidden Fruit and then Rat Trap Before You. <laughs> yeah. So, until next time, I'm Rob. Period. I'm Jen. <laughs> I'm Jen. Period. I'm Alex. Asterisk. <laughs> and I'm David. Question mark? Interrobat. I love a good interrobang. I cannot self-terminate. You must lower me into the steel. See, <laughs> like following Asimov's three laws? Jeez. I, I know now why you cry. It's because you have seen forbidden fruit. <laughs> oh. Oh, this but it is something I can never do. <laughs> there was no Megatron in this episode. No. I Aww. order you not to go. I order you not to go. <laughs> you know, when when I saw a little bit of that again for the first time in a very long time i had totally like i'm i'm sure it's because it had been so long but i had totally glossed over how young he was i was thinking he was more like 14 and less like 12 yeah yeah he yeah. that kid should not be cursing so much yeah y- you got to wait till your voice has changed before you can curse that much it's changing throughout the movie yeah <laughs> oh, we could have had newt god damn it yeah, that would have been way better. So much, especially if she had actually been a newt. Yes. Well, that would have been. Also, that means that by the end of the show, we would have had like three female characters. Yeah. yeah. Well, four female characters. For, oh yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah. Oh, strike it. Hard gay. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, Japan. That makes me sad.